0: Oh, and welcome to my xbox and me episode 176 i am one of your hosts mc fixer alongside the man that waves at the queen himself snow bike mike Snow snowball mike how you doing son
1: i'm doing so good a thought just came into my mind do you think that the queen drinks Gatorade? Maybe uh, we could share Gatorade together one day.
0: I'm pretty sure the only thing the queen drinks is herbal tea, my friend, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> could you imagine her We're there with a bottle of Gatorade? Get like, <laughs> like you, just like, hey, queen! She'd be like, get this guy away from me! Gods, gods, he's too hype, he's too hype! She's very soft-spoken, the queen, isn't she? She's very old and, you know, a bit... You know, er, I don't know why, it, but you know, that's what she's like. How have you been, Mike? Have you been gaming at all?
1: I'm doing well. A lot of gaming on the Xbox, of course. A lot of some new games that I'm excited to talk about and games that we've been playing. So I'll save that for a little oh, later. I but been. it's been a perfect week for gaming. And it feels kind of like a lull right now. You know, you're kind of getting deep into Anthem, maybe hitting that blockade point yeah. we'll talk about. And then people are gearing up for Division Two. So it's like right now, what are we playing what's the new hot game that you can pass the time with i have found a couple of games but of course apex Legends still the top dog in my gaming library right now
0: well before we get into that let's talk about uh, the intro which is you can get this show early on patreon.com mc fixer the next goal we are going for mike is 400 dollars. we're at 350 yeah and if we hit that me and Haley and my Uncle Fishy, shout out to him, we're going to start a and d podcast. I'm ordering these books... These D&D books where you can have like the map and oh, it looks so good. I'm really I've got it prepared in my head what I want to do. But first, we need to hit that goal. We're kickstarting something. It should be here in May. Another podcast. It'd be a monthly podcast, I'm hoping uh, a lengthy monthly podcast that we're going to do live on Twitch. So if we can hit those goals, I'd really appreciate it. So if someone's been on the fence, been like, hmm, does this do deserve my money? I don't know. Mike says I do every week, so maybe I do. I love um, <laughs> it. I'm out there on Patreon. <laughs> Damn straight. Uh, remember, you can subscribe to the YouTube channels, youtube.com slash mcfixer and youtube.com slash Mike Go follow this, uh, the Twitch streams, twitch.tv slash mcfixer and twitch.tv slash Mike You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play and Spotify and the show goes live every mother trucking Friday. Topic of the show this week, Mike. Well this one come out of absolutely nowhere dude the maverick console uh which is the code name for it right now and will be will be named xbox one s all digital edition pre-orders in april 2019 new rumors suggest that an xbox one s without a disk drive may be arriving this spring Reported by Windows Central, according to the unnamed source, this device, frequently referred to as the Maverick, will be called the Xbox One S All Digital Edition. Microsoft is reportedly aiming uh, for pre-orders to open up mid-April with general availability early May. The rumours suggest that this could uh, be a near-global simultaneously launch. No prices were was, was mentioned, though if the rumours prove to be true, it should be expected the device to be cheaper than the standard Xbox One S. Uh, rumours of the Maverick begun popping up in November 2018, which we spoke about here on the podcast as well as, uh, at which point the price point was suggested around $200, the rumour. Mike! A new console? And I've got this tweeted at me by people, so thank you for those that did tweet at me. And one of the ones I did respond to was sort of like a gif of like the what face. It was like, why? What? Huh? The only thing I can think of in my head of why they're doing this is they're stopping production on the Xbox One altogether. And the only one they're going to be producing now is the Xbox One X all digital edition. They've already got pl- probably got plenty still made of the S and the X and once those are sold through in all regions they will stop. I mean it's still early to stop though, right? I'm thinking about it. I'm like maybe it's still a bit early to stop. I don't know. I just don't know who this fits. Why have this?
1: why have this it's a proof of concept exactly what this is so we're looking towards the future we're trying to sell you on the all digital future and nothing's better than selling a cheaper version of the console that you already know and love has a huge game library coming towards the end of its console cycle but like you and i talked about last week we think that you're still going to get at least a two to four year range on these games so really when you look at it This is an all-digital future that we're looking for. This is a proof-of-concept machine. This is something that's going to be cheaper than the $299 price point that the Xbox One S bundle is currently priced at. So you're going to get it cheaper. You're going to move into summer. People are going to say, wow, What's this? And then they're going to go into E3 and say, hey, did you guys see that we released that Xbox One S all-digital version? Man, did you guys like that? That was pretty cool, right? Well, guess what? The Xbox One X, Anaconda, and Lockhart have versions just like that. And so this is a proof of concept. And then moving into the holidays next year, this is going to be that perfect sales point of, hey, would you like a cheap entry into the best gaming ecosystem possible? Your Xbox One S all-digital is right there for you.
0: Yeah, you make some good points of the fact of um, it it will be the cheapest system out there. That is something that I suppose I forget that that does matter when a mum and dad walks into uh, its local game shop, GameStop, wherever it is, um, and they go, "Okay, we want to buy a console for our son because he wants a gaming device. And then they see the PS4, which is probably at $250, let us say, or maybe $300, I don't know what it is. Um, I haven't looked in a long, long time. And then the Xbox One S, all digital. They're like, What's the difference? It's like, oh, this isn't this, this is just digital. But you can play all the same games, and you just don't have a disc drive, and it's cheaper. And they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense, boom. It's the Netflix system. If that's how they can sort of sell it with Game Pass, which I feel like that's what the r- people keep saying. This They should have called it the Xbox One Game Pass edition, which <laughs> I'm not totally against, but I get why they haven't done that. Um, again, this is all rumours and speculation, and they haven't announced this officially or nothing at all yet. So um, this is all speculation from us. Um, I, I just don't get it, though. The Xbox One X... Rumoured, the Xbox, sorry, the Xbox uh, Anaconda and uh, Lockhart, the Scarlet, um, is rumoured to be shown this year at E3. And if that's the case, when are they going to announce this? At the next Xbox, Inside Xbox, maybe?
1: Uh, Yes, exactly. So this will go on. Like they say, pre-orders will start in April. It will release in May. So that's all before E3. So really, you're getting the proof of concept out there so you can show the numbers. You can show the model and what's happening come middle of June when E3 comes out. So they'll have about a month. And a half to play with. Hey, this is how it's sold. This is what it's doing. This is the cheapest Xbox you can get, the cheapest console you can get to get into new generation gaming. And we're going to guarantee you two. To four plus years of lifetime on this, because our goal is to create one ecosystem. No matter what console you want, like we talked about before. So we're talking Windows PC 10, we're talking Xbox One X, we're talking Xbox One S, we're talking about the next generation. And for you to be able to buy this on the super cheap, be able to make it your streaming box, whatever you want to call it, from Games Pass to digital only. This is going to be the cheapest idea for anyone to get involved, and only bolsters these Xbox sales. Because before we move on to the next console cycle.
0: When you say two to four years, would you mean? Like, are you talking two to four years? I guarantee that of- we're
1: going to be playing. I think that you and I could still play. I know that this is going to be different because me and Fix will buy the oh, Xbox yeah. Anaconda probably the day it comes out. Uh-huh. But I guarantee if people don't want to buy that new console, I bet that they will be able to still play their Xbox One S and or X for another four years from right now.
0: So, okay, but what I mean by that is, do you mean the, um, let's try and think. Games will be cross-platform. So so you're saying that all games going forward will be cross-platform for two to four years?
1: Yep, exactly. Exactly.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I mean- like,
1: I don't think they're just going to have a hard cutoff here in 2020. That's not going to happen here. They're still going to be able to. It's going to be a downgraded version. Yes, there will be some titles that run better on this, or yes, there will be some titles that are really trying to push, hey, you should have the Xbox One, Anaconda, we'll call it. But I believe that you will not get left in the dust with this console. And for how cheap it will be, it will probably look at to be one ninety nine. dollars most likely, maybe yeah. 250 but they got to have the price point pretty cheap here to really sell this console. So a 199 console makes you kind of perk up and say, okay, that's interesting. And then to have on top of that, we believe these games will be cross-generation for the next four years. You're saying, well, what's 199 That's 200 bucks for four years of gaming. That's not that bad if you didn't have an Xbox already or if you needed a new one to upgrade. I mean, yeah,
0: okay i mean i'm not totally against it i just the thing that runs through my head currently is who is this for like i would say a large portion of the gaming audience already has a ps4 a large game uh uh, people that are in the xbox ecosystem already have their x or their s or even still their vcr maybe this is for the vcr people to upgrade at a cheap cost maybe and they've been all digital right
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I think if anybody has the VCR still, they're definitely looking at this as a a great option to upgrade, especially coming out in May. This is right around the corner. This isn't waiting till holiday season. And then you also got to think, we still have one more full holiday cycle with this current generation of Xbox before anything big is coming out like the Anaconda and... Lockhart. So you still have another push with Xbox being behind in the sales. I think there's still a large audience for you to be able to try to tap the market into, especially at this price point that they got to give you, which will be super cheap. And I think any family, anybody looking to upgrade, anybody looking for that second console like you and I sometimes talk about, I know you and I probably don't need this, but that second console type family, this is going to be a great option. And I think that's the push they're trying to sell. Even if it's only sold for a year to two years like with the big marketing push that's fine that's all they need and then they'll move into the next generation of console that we'll see
0: Yeah, I mean like I said I'm not I'm not totally against it I just don't I don't get it I just I, I'm trying to think like okay yeah I, I, Hayley still got a VCR if they did that white version of the all digital console would she be enticed to want to buy it at 200 pounds I don't know i generally i generally don't know email in my xbox me podcast at com. does this is anyone anybody who has anybody can email in obviously but i would love to hear from people that anybody who has an og vcr xbox with an all and you're and you're all digital and you're all digital even if you're like 95 percent digital would this push you over the edge to go all digital and or would this do anything to make you upgrade i don't know No, I think it's
1: a proof of concept as well. Like, don't think of it only as the sales. Think of it as this is a great way to start tapping the market to say, hey, we are going to come out with an all-digital box in the next generation. We want you to be prepared for that. We want to start that narrative now of, hey, did you know it's not going to have a disk drive? Please understand that it's going to be you have to buy games online. It's going to be Xbox Game Pass. We don't want you to think you're going to put a disk in this. So you got to start that narrative now. So at E3 and the next year when we really push that Lockhart and Anaconda Edition and one of them is digital only or one of them has a SKU that is digital only, you already have that pre-briefing in where people are kind of nodding their head like, oh, I understand this. You got to get to the bigger market that's not you and I. And this is a perfect way to start showing that to my, the wider audience that's not true gamers and would understand what that is
0: so what so to not shock value people when like they come out on stage free and they're like okay we've got the the lock is the digital only version um and then people are like what how dare you D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. at least if they've got Let- this out in front it takes away from that blow right
1: Oh, exactly fix let me take you back to a time when the xbox one was first announced and they said it was going to be always online it was going to have a connect (laughs) it was going to be your home console and your home device for everything and people freaked out they were writing eyeballs on the one x saying they're watching you they were saying who the heck would always be online why would i ever need my console online and then they freaked out now here we are four to six years later and we're all like hey this is the only way it can ever go like it has to be always online i want my box to constantly be updating in the background mike howard personally likes to connect some people don't like the i, connect. I mean i don't I'm have, have my
0: connected but <laughs> i still own mine so you know I'm just
1: saying, if you remember the first Xbox One announcement, people freaked out. So yes, we got to start giving them a a pre-warning because people start to worry about things and they get it over-exaggerated. They twist the narrative. And especially when Xbox right now is coming into an E3 where they're going to be the only big game in town and they're going to control the narrative, it's time to really get ahead of this before people have a whole year of like, oh my god did you hear xbox is telling me it's only going to be digital there's no disk drive who in their right mind would ever do that but in reality we're already doing that that's the future we're striving for to make games a little bit cheaper to make it more of an inclusive console where you don't have to travel 40 miles to a GameStop to go buy a game that isn't going to help the developers used or whatever that's where we're getting to so you got to control this narrative
0: fair enough Fair enough. Yeah, it's a strange one. It really is a strange one where I'm just like, really, who is it for? Like, really, who is it for? Who is asking for this? But I'm sure, like you say, proof of concept and things like that. So we'll have to wait and see. Let's get into what's been in our box this week. Mike, let me tell you. I hate to say it. Done with Anthem. I'm Done. Done. It crashed on me the other day. I did a quick play mission where I did everything in the quick play mission. And then it didn't end the mission. The game keeps crapping out on me. The loot drops are awful. I'm sick of it. I've got over 100 hours in this game. I am level 30 pilot level. I am level gear level 486. I've been playing it straight. I'm talking putting in work days. 8 hour days. And I haven't moved for 4 days my gear level hasn't moved. I'm done. I said on Twitter, I'm at Anthem. I love you, but I just can't anymore. I just can't. You need to be patched. There's a live stream today that I'm going to be watching live on twitch.tv slash and I'm hoping they're going to be like, there's a patch out. now. Nah. And then the game's like, boom, I'm back. But I'm, I'm right now, I'm, I'm, it hurts me to say that I'm done with it right now. It really does. Where did you get to with Anthem?
1: I got to level 10. I'm still in my free trial, which is super sweet. But at the same time, I knew that coming in. I loved the gameplay. But I said, if they're going to give me 10 free hours, I'm not going to fully jump and commit to this game, especially when my community of my friends aren't really playing it i see one person playing i see two people playing it i rarely can get a squad together to say hey let's dedicate x amount of time especially with apex legends being so big a lot of people now rejoining the division two hype train after that public beta so it's really tough for me to get a squad going but when i hear that coming from you a couple of things come to mind of course we talked about it before I, I said it has to be content heavy it has to be ready for the players like MC fixer and so many beyond to tear into this game faster than they can even imagine and then look for more 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 and so that's the issue is if you don't have enough content people are going to start getting t- tired yep. weary not feeling rewarded and want to move yep. on on the flip side Maybe it's a little bit different, and here's a question I'm gonna pose to you. So, back in the day when we looked at Destiny 1 and 2, they had multiple characters, so, here in Anthem, you have multiple javelins, but it doesn't look like you have multiple characters where maybe Fix is already maxed out on his warlock and he's going to change over to the Titan, which then will give you more hours of repetitious gameplay, but you feel like you're rewarding and re-leveling. So here's my question to you is, is in Anthem, does it change with your javelin or is there one level that marginally follows you no matter what? How much is really the change? Because when you think of Destiny, you're kind of nodding your head. You know that you would have to restart a character right now and you would be back on that loop grind. So like in Anthem, is there that repetitious gameplay or is it like, hey, this is just one character and we kind of follow it with all the javelins?
0: No, so how it works is your, your pilot level is uh, one and then your javelin level is all separate. Um, the, the good thing about this game, which is a shame that it's so content-lit, um, is it doesn't make you replay the stories with every single javelin like Destiny did with um, each of its... Uh, classes I don't know what it's actually called I wasn't a destiny fan like that um so for me I love the fact that I can jump in and play Colossus I can jump in and play Interceptor I can jump in and play Storm whoever I want to be shout out to Ranger as well Um, and I can jump in and I can get rewards for that character the problem isn't that though the problem is the fact that I have played the game for a long amount of time and yes I have gone through all of the content that is there currently the only thing I haven't done is the there's a the last challenge, which is like the challenge of valor or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce the word, um, which is like do 25 quick plays, do a hundred uh, world events, do a, and it's like okay, cool. I'm playing the game. I'm doing that. That's what well, that's my end goal now. But the problem is, I'm not rewarded for doing any of that. Because I've hit this brick wall with my storm character, and yeah, you could people can say, well, you could go pick your uh, your other characters level up. I don't want to. I like my storm character, and I want it to be max level. Max level is five hundred six. I'm at four eight six, so I'm not far away. But the game's not rewarding me to even get there. It's like, come on, man, this is a joke. It really is. The fact that I'm still I'm I'm Grandmaster one. I could play Grandmaster two if I wanted, but the rewards are not worth it. So there's two other level difficulties there grandmaster 2 and grandmaster 3 yeah which there is no point in even touching right now no point it's in the game for no reason because the rewards are not guaranteed enough to even go through the 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 bullet sponges of the characters which makes sense i get the level difficulty going up cool got it makes sense but i'm not rewarded for it And I've had this argument with Crusher a couple of times now, or not argument, maybe more discussion, where he's like, yeah, but they need to let, and they've already disagreed on this, but um, because they've patched in that whites and greens will no longer drop soon. But the argument we were having was like, oh, they need to let whites drop because loot's randomized. And I'm like, no, I should not be pilot level 30, I should not be in uh, Grandmaster 1, put over 100 hours, I've I've put a lot of hours in, um, and I'm still getting whites and green drops. No. No, at this point, I don't think we should be getting blue drops, but they're going to do blues as well, which is going to mean we're getting blues, purples, uh, oranges, and yellows. I still don't have a legendary gun, so I still don't have a yellow gun. Hayley has one, less hours than me. Crash has one, less hours than me. What? Why am I being punished in the way that I can't get my level my level up to this next level? For what reason? And like, like you said, you said it. The content is key. And this game came out content light. And I kind of tried to, to 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 see past it. I tried to see past the content because I know there's a roadmap out there. I know that we're going to get more content, free updates and stuff like that. That doesn't excuse it. So don't anyone take what I'm saying and misconstrue it. Doesn't excuse the fact that it's light content. But I tried to move past it because I love the gameplay that much. But I can't now because I'm at endgame and you're still not rewarding me. It's so annoying, Mike. It's so annoying.
1: It's tough there, Fix, especially with a game-like service like this. you got to kind of bide your time and wait for the next rush and wait for the next push on the content update. So the next one, like we always talk about, is here comes Division 2. It's just had a great public beta with a lot of people talking about it, especially with Anthem getting kind of a little bit of pu- bad publicity from yep. Content Light to now bricking people's PlayStation 4s. Yep. Here comes Division with a little bit of steam now, and let's see what happens with this. I've always told you the narrative is going to be which game do you choose, where's the audience going to go, and who is going to have the most content. So in about a couple of weeks now, we'll oh, no. truly find out oh, we who might control next this. Friday.
0: Next Friday, we'll mm-hmm. know. Well know by next Friday who who has who came out well they've already said that there's about 40, 40 hours of story content in Division Two. And that a lot it sounds look, I'm not I'm not sitting here like trying to protect this like but it sounds like they're doing everything right. And we'll, we'll we'll find out. Well look at that smile on your face. It annoys me. It annoys me. <laughs> um, that you might be right and I won't I won't ever say that again. Um but yeah, we'll see. We will see. What have you been planning? Let's get off Anthem. What have you been planning?
1: So I've had the issue of what game am I going to play right now with Division 2 around the corner? I wasn't truly feeling Anthem without the friend base there. And Apex Legends, of course, is taking over. But what's that game going to be that I'm going to be able to play? And thankfully, I was blessed with Trials Rising coming out this yeah. week. So I've had a great time returning to Trials, which, you know, I'm one of those guys, Trials scratches this Nicks of a – perfectionist where you got to do it perfect you got to be the fastest you got to get the best times and you can just keep doing it and when i think of the true meaning of one more game i think (laughs) trials rising and any sort of trials game is actually the true one more game mentality because it's so fast to restart the levels are so quick you never feel like it is a battle royale where it could be five to twenty minutes it's literally started right now okay let's go Two minutes later, you're done with it. You go to the next one. And so I get that itch of, like, one more time. Perfect it. Don't mess it up. Do it again. No more botched finishes, you know? So yeah. Trials Rising, beautiful, too. I mean, they got the multiplayer aspect. They have these driver it looks like, where you're racing against other people's ghosts. Super oh, yeah. fun. The world continues to get better. I mean, from Trials of the Blood Dragon, Trials Fusion, and all these Trials games, they continue to push it where it's in this, like, d world where the map is kind of going a little bit 3d but it's not 3d they have these fully enclosed environments all around you one looks like disneyland one looks like a jungle one looks like spain where you're running with the bulls and it's like man this game is so much fun it's highly addicting and it's just a great time to just spend five 30 minutes, an hour plus playing it. So I'm happy to have that. And it's definitely came out at the perfect time of like, he was the lull and I needed something to pick me up. What's your thoughts on trials? Do you have anything to say about that? Are you a trials guy?
0: I've got it. I haven't started it yet. Like most games that I've got, I've got Metro sitting there. I've got Trials sitting there. I need to finish Far Cry. I'm like, man, I really need to play these games. But like I say, Anthem has had me in its grip. Um, And now I finally... I finally fought my way away from it, and I'm like, okay, this week I'm going to dedicate some time to finishing Far Cry uh, New Dawn, which is super important. I think I'll try uh, try um, Trials, sorry, try uh, Trials, and then uh, Metro, I want to play Metro, yeah, but I know for a fact that Metro is going to suck, suck me in so much that I'm like, well, what do I do now? Like, I can't not play it, and then I can't play that game on stream because it's single player, and... There's a whole thing, and yeah, it's just like, ugh, sucks. Sucks.
1: Well, I hope that you play Metro, because I moved into summer there, and so I'm really progressing the story. I continue to love it. Can't wait to talk with you more about that. But finally, the next game that I played that's not Apex Legends is actually Black Desert Online has now come to consoles with Xbox One. We had a beta about two weeks ago. The full release happened on Sunday night, and let me tell you what I love. These big MMOs coming to console. We talked about it a long time ago. My dream video game for a long time and probably still to this day is World of Warcraft coming to Xbox somehow. You know what I mean? And when you get these games like ESO, Black Desert, you know, Warframe, all these big MMO type games and services, man, it really pushes the narrative of like, this could one day eventually happen. It probably never will. But man, Black Desert, huge beautiful, very fast-paced combat. That's what I really like is when you play these games, sometimes it's a little bit slower. ESO did a good job of kind of finding that middle ground of like, it's fast at some points, but it's also slow to walk around, read all the dialogue, hang out with friends, discuss what you're going to do. This stuff is like The running is quick. You don't need a mount. The world is fast and beautiful. Anytime you see somebody, you're whipping out your bow and arrow. You're whipping out your swords, your wizard wand, and you're doing it all. So I highly recommend if you're looking for that high fantasy MMO type gameplay, you like ESO, you want to move on to something different, Black Desert for the price tag of $29.99 for the base model, that's not bad at all. There's no monthly charge. It's going to be one of those games where – People are going to get behind it. It had a huge push on PC, has a lot of content on PC that will soon come to the Xbox version. And they're going to put a lot of love into this Pearl Abyss because they're very excited of it's coming to console on not only Xbox, but PlayStation four as well. So they're going to put some big push and a lot of time into it. I'm happy to play it. Definitely has a lot going on. It's like adding world of Warcraft to your console, which is a lot of menus, a lot of things happening. They kind of have to get over that hump and learn, but They do a great job of teaching you, and it's fun, and I'm super excited to have it in my hands.
0: How does it translate over onto a controller compared to a keyboard and mouse? Because I remember looking at it on keyboard and mouse, and I had downloaded it on the console when there was like a, um, not a beta, what was it beforehand, a, um, whatever, whatever it was. But um, I remember downloading it, and it didn't run well at all. I assume it runs way better now, and it plays better on controller.
1: Yes, runs really well on controller right now, and it's actually really incredible to see what these game companies have done to make these games that are very PC, keyboard and mouse heavy into a controller-based game. We've talked about it with real-time strategy games with Halo Wars 2. We've talked about it with ESO doing a great job. ESO is a lot different. ESO reminds me more of World of Warcraft with the one through nine button pressing that you would need. Yeah. Then they turn it into like your A, X, Y, and B. Maybe you hold down a trigger plus those buttons. So that's eight numbers right there that you could essentially have on your keyboard. This game feels a little bit different. In the early stages, there is no extra spells or extra movement. So it's really the two triggers and one of the bumpers to kind oh, of okay. start doing your attack. So it's a lot more basic level, than what you would see in an ESO and these bigger keyboard and mouse type games. So I like that, makes it user friendly to be able just to do that. I'm sure they'll start to add more going on as you gain higher levels, but level 14 spent about four hours in the world. So that shows you that I was definitely interested in that A little bit different than my Anthem feeling where I am playing this game alone. I kind of knew coming into it that nobody would be playing this. So I'm able to do it by myself nothing seems too difficult you're in those starter worlds where there's hundreds of people around you so you feel like oh my gosh this game is so massive everybody and their mothers around me right yeah. now And it'll be interesting to see who stays with this game when you go into the higher level content how many people are really there it's going to be a lot of fun and so black desert huge game on my list right now to be able to jump into
0: fair enough fair enough uh, is that it is that all that you've been playing this week
1: yeah i mean besides getting dubs in apex legends yeah, you know that no
0: one cares about your apex legends addiction <laughs> jesus christ uh patreon producer this week is your boy mike lynch keeping the lights on mike tweeted at me the other day and it's funny because it's it's come round like i say division one was where we met and i met a lot of people through division one um uh mike lynch Yami. army when i was playing with alfredo um on xbox before he moved over to like full-time concert uh pc um and it's kind of interesting to see it come back and i'm like oh man yeah i am excited for division again i'm excited to grind it out i'm excited to get the boys back together i'm excited to be part of the purple plebs which is like an old school thing for on alfredo's channel um it's interesting to see how far we've come since since division one drop so shout out to mike lynch and our patreon producer let's get straight into the news this week though uh rumor has it mike that the avengers game will be the next gen consoles the avengers game in development by award winning developer crystal dynamics might be targeting the next generation of consoles a job listing posted by the studio indicated that a project involving an external partners is targeting the future of the console market rather than its present fueling speculation that the avengers game won't be available uh, won't be released anytime soon how do you feel about that Do you think it's true? Where are you at with it?
1: I'm not mad at this. I know a lot of people have been very excited from the game awards to the upcoming E3 of like, when are they going to show the splash screen? When are we going to talk about this game? Cause everybody really knows that this game has to be happening, right? The Avengers title, the Marvel superhero titles are just so massive that it would be hard to believe that we're not going to get an Avengers game, even in the future right now, it has to be happening. Right. And so for them to say, Hey, like, we might be working on Avengers title, but it's going to be off in the future for this next generation of consoles. I'm totally fine with, there's no rush. And especially in this low where right now where we're at, where it's like, we know another generation of consoles is right around the corner in the next two years. I don't need you to come out with a game right now that maybe doesn't have the, the big specs, the big graphical push that the next console will have. But then you make it like cross generation where it's like, One side's going to get the downgraded version, one side will get the decent one. And the development team is split, trying to make a product that's not going to be the best it can be. I think you look at a team like Kojima Productions where they've said, hey, we're making Death Stranding, but it's going to be way out there. Like, we're trying to make the best possible product. So I think with Avengers, you have to do that. Where it's like, hey, this is the biggest title on the planet right now. We're going to make sure it's the best possible products for you. You'll see it in like four years. You know what I mean? There's no rush with this game. And I'm super excited. I mean, one of my friends put it best. I believe Bone Jangle said it best of. Sunset Overdrive was a perfect proof of concept for Spider-Man. Spider-Man came out. as incredible. God of War is a perfect proven product for Thor which uh, no doubt about it, that Leviathan Axe and Thor's Hammer is going to go perfect together. Now here we are playing Anthem. Anthem is the perfect proof of concept for what Iron Man needs to look at. So you start adding these things up and you're like, wow, there's three of the Avengers right there. Who else could you start adding to the mix? And this game is going to be big. Crystal Dynamics, a huge producer. Everybody knows them. They developed some incredible titles. Recently, a lot of the Tomb Raider games, all the Tomb Raider games, really. And so it's like, they have a good pedigree. They've shown you that they can make semi-open worlds where you're gonna land in, you know, New York with Stark Tower and you're gonna have a pretty decent open world to be able to fly around in, move around in and move on to the next area. So super exciting. And this is the big title that everybody wants.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for it personally. I'm I'm obviously I love Marvel. I'm a i am lo- I'm not a DC person. I love Marvel. Um and this game is one, but I can wait for it. And and you know what will make it even more exciting if it's like close to launch title for the new consoles as well i feel like that could be huge if it was a launch let's say imagine it was a launch xbox one or, or xbox uh scarlet title that'd be dope so hopefully that's where it's gonna be or just after the first year of the consoles coming out really see what these next consoles can do graphically and performance wise load times etc 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 um yeah just very very interested to see how things pan out so cannot wait next up you can talk about apex legends finally apex legends hits 50 million players mike uh one month after its initial release apex legends has hit 50 million players worldwide feel free to talk my dude
1: oh you know i'm holding back that is a massive number so they were showing it once before Fortnite took about i think eight to 12 weeks to get up to this number so it shows you how big and how relevant battle royales are if we took this narrative six months ago four months ago people would be telling you that battle royales are going to die off battle royales are done and over with but no here it is we needed somebody to come out with the perfect battle royale they needed something where they've seen what works the success with Fortnite, call of duty PUBG everything that's died off in between and come out with a team that can make a perfect battle royale off the gates. And now I say perfect. There are some issues with it, but when you really look at it, do you do you know a battle royale that came out with this much steam, this much, you know, quality on day 1? No, you really don't. And so Fortnite also came back with the number of like we've hit 200 million players before and that's totally understandable and that's great i think apex will surpass that number here soon enough it's only in its first month or so give it some steam and i think if you look at it fortnite's been out for what a year and a half almost two years now uh
0: yes something like that i don't actually
1: know that. so i think apex legends from a year from now will probably hit that 200 million points you're gonna see tournaments you're gonna see pro players they're probably gonna make an apex legends league or some sort and so it's only gonna gain steam from here battle pass is coming out within the next two weeks or so during the month of march that's gonna get a lot of steam going on they're gonna have new characters releasing that will get people in they've they're gonna update the map so this thing is doing everything right that you want from a battle royale and i'm so happy that it kind of, you know, proved the world wrong of, like, Battle Royales are not dead. We're not just only going to play Fortnite for the remainder of our days. There's going to be others. There's going to be many more still to come. We still have Battlefield Five. We always talk about it. The Ring of Fire (laughs) eventually will come out. Will it be (laughs) a big success? Probably not. But it's still going to come out, and many other games will come out in the future. Probably not with this big of steam, but we will see more continue to try to raise that bar of the battle royale genre.
0: Should I tell you what makes me laugh the most though? It's like people out there are fighting, infighting between themselves for EA right now. It's like, oh, we hate EA. EA suck. Oh, they destroyed Anthem? Anthem this. Da-da-da-da. EA boo 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 boo. And then those people are the same people that are playing Apex. They forget that Apex is like, I'm like, you idiots. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously congratulations to Apex in 50 million. You made a big statement there saying it'll pass Fortnite i don't know about that personally but we'll see we will certainly see um they need to add uh, to solos and duos man i need that before i'm gonna go back ever solos and duos are the main thing um i just really i I can't i can't get because i haven't always for some reason i don't know my chat's weird i love them to bits love them to bits but i say to them yo guys you want to play and everyone's just like Oh, okay. You'd rather just sit here and watch me. Okay. So then what playing with other people and like I have to like force Dan only to get on. Dan only loves you, Mike. Loves you. Will play with you all day long. Comes to me. No thanks. No thanks. <laughs>
1: I got to beat people off of the broom so we can play. I'm like, hey, who wants to play? Everybody in the... Mo- Grandma Timmy's over there like, hey, here I come. I'm like, get back, Like, Get back. I got a squad. Yeah. And nah. so I like the trios. I don't think I could go solos or duos in this game. We talked about it with the respawn mechanic. It's so crucial to have three players really is the right number to have that respawn mechanic feel right. I don't even think the respawn mechanic would feel so right with duos because you might die oh, right would. after your teammate dies, you know? So I don't know how that feel would truly be, but I like the trios. I just don't see the solos and duos concept quite yet, especially with how big the map is. You might have to add in more people if you were going to play solos. When do you think about it? 60 people on that map all by themselves might have to be more people.
0: Whatever. However it works, just get it for me, Mike. Just get it. Another game I want. I'll call it Vince. Yeah, please do. The another game I want I want to just be got here is Cyberpunk 2077, uh, and they've announced that they will be at E3. They tweeted that. For those of you asking, yes, we'll be at E3. Sorted. <laughs> There's nothing more I'll to say there. about this one, right? Yeah, as I was say, you are going. I'm uh, I'm in contact with people at the moment, um, waiting for responses from emails. If we can try and get you in the uh, Xbox. Uh, Press conference. So we'll see. See if we can get you there covering it for my Xbox and me. But um, look, cross the fingers and cross your toes. Cross your fingers.
1: Put out positive vibes, people. We're going to get crying face Mike if that happens. It'll be a dream come true. And Um, yeah, I mean, I knew or I had a feeling like Cyberpunk 2077 would be at E3. Why would it not? It's kind of, you know, coming to that head of we had that 40 minute live stream a couple months ago. And so it's like kind of time to get it back in the news cycle show where we're at it is right around the corner essentially i mean it might not come out this holiday season it might be next holiday season but like this game is in our release window of hey you better be prepared for cyberpunk 2077 here
0: yes i totally agree with you totally totally agree uh next up halo infinite to be spiritual successor Uh, sorry spiritual success uh For Reboot according to 343. As part of the IGN Unfiltered, which I need to tell everyone to go watch. If you don't watch Unfiltered you're doing it wrong. Ryan McCaffrey is amazing. It's his, his uh, interview series that he does with uh, the best in the industry type thing. Um, it's amazing. Uh, but while talking IGN Unfiltered's video series, continued their talk with Bonnie Ross, head of 343 Studios, uh, industry, sorry, a little bit asking, uh, was talked about Halo Infinite during an interview. Ross indicated that the studio is thinking about Halo Infinite as a uh, spiritual reboot after getting their legs stable on the two previous games and the quote here we got is there's been a lot of introspect, uh, inter- sorry introspective time uh to really reflect on what's done uh, as a 343 uh, ross told igm where we have made mistakes we've hit we have sorry where we have hit it right what does halo mean to us that trailer for halo infinite we did is what halo means To the studio maybe it took us two games uh, to get there and i think we've done good things and bad things but what does halo mean to us it is about hope it's about wonder it's about heroism it's about humanity and community and bringing a a community together that's what the trailer is and that's what we want to do end quote are we getting a halo destiny type game
1: very, maybe we talked about it last week how this interesting and fun that would be. I, I think you could see something like that, and I think that's kind of like what games are moving towards. This game says service, this, hey, RPG-heavy first-person shooter. Bungie's proven that you could do it. 343 three, could do it, and with an IP entitled that big, it would be wild. Really, what I get from this is is they're looking us all in the eye and say, hey, We're going to focus on this story. We're going to make sure that this story is great because we know a lot of you hated the Halo 5 story. Some of you didn't care for the Halo 4 story. After that true saga of Halo 1 for 3, we know we've had some missteps, and we really want to come out here and tell you that we have a core story with Master Chief, and we want to make sure that this story lives on and people jump on it. We already know from last week that we talked about the multiplayer is going to be great. They have have a proven track record of killing it with the multiplayer from arena-based shooters. Whatever they add on, whether it be a battle royale, whether it be Warzone, whatever they want to add on is going to be great, tight, awesome shooting. But they got to come out and say, hey, we're going to make this story right because that's what you, the Xbox fans, and the Halo Universe fans deserve and want. Because if not, then people are going to start questioning, What's 343 Studios really doing? What, what's happening over here? Why is the story not great? You have such an awesome title, a lineage that is second to none. How are we messing this up?
0: I, I mean, I don't have any, any, anything on this. this. is Halo. You all know Halo. Not my thing. I'm a Gears guy. Mike likes both of them, I think. Um, for me, it's a case of if they're going to reboot Halo, this is the perfect jumping-on point for me, Right. I wasn't an Xbox OG Xbox guy, so I didn't. Have, I don't have that love for it, the way 1 and 2, when that came out. Uh, 3 never got me because I just wasn't into it. Now, I'm more open-minded. I played 5. I enjoyed 5. I didn't finish it, but I played it. Um, if they're saying, all right, this is the time to jump in as a new fan as well as, this is dope, and I can't wait, personally. That'd be dope. So, we shall say. Yeah, this
1: is the moment because you got to get people involved. You got to get them excited. And We always talk about exclusiveness, exclusives that. Sony's so narrative heavy. They have incredible stories and characters you can get behind. Well, Xbox has the same thing. They just had some missteps, especially after Halo 5, which I personally didn't think the story was that bad. I know a lot of people were bashing it, saying it's a lock story. It's not a Master Chief story. I hate this. I hate that. They have to come out swinging with an incredible Master Chief story, or they have to restart somewhere somewhere totally fresh totally new where it just grabs you where you're like oh my gosh i can get behind this character or this squad over here and i want to see it through for a trilogy for at least a sequel you know
0: yeah no exactly exactly next up it sure looks like microsoft is testing xbox one game support on windows 10 pcs Uh, and the quote we got here from microsoft which is we're excited to be bringing technology tailor-made for gaming uh, to windows uh, help us validate the system work as expected and play static Decay 2 uh, for free limited uh, time only just tell us about any problems you incur with installing and launching the game microsoft explained in a blog post so what's out there at the moment is apparently they're trying to 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 have it so development for the xbox one uh, x and i'm sure system's going to be on that and pc is pretty much identical meaning that the mm-hmm. port can be identical so if you're creating a game for pc so let's say let's use wow for instance let's say the new wow comes out um and they're creating it for pc there's absolutely no reason to not be able to bring it onto xbox as well and i think the same thing that goes with this is the fact of like keyboard and support and things like that it's like well if we have it all why why not use it why not really go well okay wow is coming out on pc we need to go to the team at wow and be like hey how do you feel about putting an xbox well we're a pc game cool our system does keyboard and mass as well perfect why not so i'm 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 excited for this i mean if it if it makes development easy for everyone it means more games come into the system it means that hopefully we start getting some of these japanese games i know they're not pc focused but there will be no longer that barrier to entry and as long as there's no more barrier to entries for games that's all that matters
1: You're totally fixed. I mean, we're only creating a larger ecosystem here, especially with that cross-play, cross-buy mentality. We want developers to feel empowered to say, hey, you can develop a game on our platform that will be able to go to multiple platforms and be able to play at ease with no issues to you guys. And this is big for us because we want this Xbox title, this brand to be everywhere possible. I want to be able to play my Xbox games and my Microsoft really games anywhere possible. Whether i be visiting a friend who only has PC windows 10, whether i be with fix only has an Xbox, maybe at the end of the month with Nintendo switch. I don't know. I'm just saying I want my Xbox games everywhere. And they know they want that as well too.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Next up, Borderlands Three reveal imminent. Gearbox teases never-before-seen reveal at PAX East 2019. Are you at PAX East? You're at everything, so I don't know if you're there. No,
1: I'm not a not a PAX East. PAX East is more of a springtime thing. As you can see, it's like in March here. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of still my winter season. It's all the way out in Boston, so PAX East isn't my thing. I know that PAX is one of the best gamer-focused, gamer-centric conventions you can go to with PAX West, Seattle, and PAX East really being the dominant ones. I know they're trying to focus on their PAX South that's down in San Antonio, trying to make that bigger and better. But really, these two juggernauts are huge for the fans, and it will be cool. Now we're getting game reveals at PAX. Usually it's just like hands-on previews maybe some smaller indie titles are there now to see a game come out with the size that is borderlands 3 to say hey we're going to reveal at pax it's like wow they make these community driven events even bigger and push the envelope even further to if this happens here what's going to happen in seattle at the end of the summertime anything is possible now
0: i mean i i'm i am i'm shocked if this actually happens dude Uh, I'll read this out real quick which is Gearbox is holding a main theatre show at PAX East 2019 teasing never before seen reveal at the event it is possible that Borderlands 3 could be one of these reveals Uh, per the official uh, PAX East 2019 schedule Gearbox's main theatre show will happen on March 28th the first day of the event in the show's description it says this is your opportunity to get a behind the scenes look at Gearbox software and Gearbox publishing along with the latest news updates from the makers of Borderlands, Battleborn, Brothers in Arms and more. We will have we will have never before seen reveals, exclusives and surprises, so don't miss out. I feel like personally Pax East isn't the right place to show Borderlands 3. E3 is. Why why are we not getting this at E3?
1: You get a small show here, maybe a reveal, teasers, what people like to call it. Then we go out with the big gun swinging at E3 where it's like a live gameplay demo where things are flashing, things are blowing up. We got hundreds of stations that you can play over at E3. That's what they're working towards. I don't think this will be playable. I don't oh, think no, it will be anything. It no. will probably be like a side corner where Claptrap is there. They got a cool bar set up. They got the TVs on with the logo coming in and out. Maybe a couple sets. Is, but they're working their way probably to come out with the big marketing blitz at E3 will probably be playable. So I think it's good. You get that pre-narrative going, especially at a convention that's so big at PAX. Then you get that talk going. And then at E3, people are wild and you know amazed at this instead of just coming out cold turkey. I think, though, if you ask me. When we talked about it three months ago you know randy pittsford was under some fire there oh, and yeah. gearbox wasn't looking too hot and i told you i don't think we'll see gearbox for quite some time until this kind of blows over and the storm passes well now when you bring this up fix almost forgot about that so it's probably time to get that narrative back on the positive side as the last time we spoke about gearbox it wasn't really in a good light
0: well i think the last time we spoke about randy uh, Pittsford was in a negative light not gearbox and i think that's the important thing we're not i don't think we'll even see randy there honestly i feel like he's gonna take a back seat now because of all the legal stuff they're going through and stuff like that and he'll just let the game and gearbox speak for itself at the moment they won't need him to do the be the voice man for this
1: oh i um, Oh, exactly right. But it's like anything else. He's the face of that. He's the boss of that. And so the company feels that if he does something bad, so they had to take a step back. So here we are three months later. We've kind of forgotten about that. We've moved on in the cycle. So, yeah, now's the time for them to try to get the good publicity back on with that name after what had happened.
0: Fair enough. Let's talk about a game that I will 100% be boycotting. As per usual, unless it looks really, really, really good, and maybe I won't boycott it. Fresh rumours suggest that Watch Dogs 3 will be set in London. Uh, for those who are new to the podcast, and I'm sure there's many of you, you're probably thinking, fix, but why? Why would you boycott a game? Because one Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs 1 was shown, it looks amazing. I then sent my fiancé to buy the game the day it came out. And the man in the game shop sold her the ultimate edition of it. Was I happy about that? No. He upsold her. Is that her fault? No. She knew to go in there and get the standard edition. He talked her into it. I blame him. Is that is that this game's fault? No. I'll be honest with you, remember? If you remember, if you listen to this show enough, I was sent a copy of Watchdogs 2. Never played it. Really? Bikot! I'd said I said once I'd finished Watch Dogs 1 that I would not play a sequel. And I'm not saying that this time. If they send me a copy of Watch Dogs 3, I might play it. Um, but following on from a string of uh, whispers and theories that have emerged since Watchdogs Dogs 2 released back in 2016, the rumor mill is once again spinning regarding the series' next entry. A post on 4chan claims to have details on the series' third installment, which as follows. There will be no new Assassin's Creed in 2019. This year is all about Watchdogs 3. Watchdogs 3 will be set in London, which I'm booing because I'm sick of things being set in London. I see London enough. I would rather see anything but London. God, the game will focus. Uh, sorry, the fa- the game will focus more on smaller firearms and knife, nice for combat, with a larger emphasis on hacking. The game will feature a new character, unseen previous game, uh, game uh, unseen from previous games, who will be either male or female, like Far Cry 5, but their story will play out the same way. Was you a Watch Dogs fan at all?
1: Watch Dogs 1, I was very excited for. Played all the way through. The last mission was absolute garbage, trash, worst... Worst game ever after that experience. And so I said to myself, I don't think I can play Watch Dogs 2. Then it had this beautiful San Francisco open world. People were talking about how they did so great with the city, how the game was much better reinvented itself. I never played it. They've had it on sale multiple times where I probably should have bought it. This gets me excited going across the pond to fix after what they did in San Francisco disco i want to see him go to across the pond for fix i like the idea of having more smaller firearms in the knife combat because really if you're one of these street hackers these street thugs we don't need to be running around with a fully modded out ak-47 in the streets well, it should be more like i'm a super agent spy hacking people because i never felt right when i had an ak-47 in my hands
0: well to be fair if it's in london that makes perfect sense as well knife crime is Unfortunately, high in in London, um, along we don't have gun shops like in America and stuff. You can get hold of guns in England. Don't get me wrong, like underground stuff, but that makes sense. Small firearms and knife knife combat makes perfect sense for London. So it won't not make sense in the story either. It's like people are like, where's my MK four? Where, where's my MK? It's like, well, I I don't know where your AK is, love. Like we're in London. We can't just buy one of those from our local gun shop. <laughs> like, that's not how things work. Do you know what I mean? So, it would make sense for the game, and it would make sense for the, 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 the watchdog's world as well, I think. From what I understand, again, I boycotted the last one. Well, I boycott this one. I don't know, Ubisoft, let me know. Let me know if I'm doing that or not. Let me know. Next up, and our last news story for the week, Kingdom Hearts 3 Director confirms DLC in the works. Damn it, here we go. Director Tetsuya Nomura has confirmed... That both free, free and paid DLC is in the works for Kingdom Hearts Free. In an interview with Japanese publication, then Genka Online via Google Translation, uh, no, let's say. I revealed the free dlc uh would likely be in the works and that there's paid dlc coming too you did you play kingdom hearts free i can't remember
1: yep you did Yep, yeah, I, I was playing it did. i haven't beat or anything but i've been playing it i own it and i'm excited about it i like it a lot and i think the fan base will definitely be happy to hear there's more content coming out for it
0: yeah me i'm just uh, i want to play it but i haven't finished the other ones on ps4 yet uh because i was waiting for it to come to xbox i was waiting and it never came yeah, but I'm no, no, Mike. I'm not. You ain't that got right. that kind of time. fix you
1: gotta just jump into things. You ain't got that kind of time. Just I can't do there.
0: it. I can't do it because Kingdom. I tell you what. Because Kingdom Hearts is Haley loved it when she when I was playing it. She loved it, like loved it. It's like this is amazing. Oh my God. I'm like, yeah, that's fine for you because you're sat in the city and not playing this damn game. This game feels like it was built in 1990, whatever. Oh, that's because it was built then. That's not the point I'm trying to make. Um. And I was like, Joe, you know what, maybe I'll play Kingdom Hearts 3. I am a huge Toy Story fan. Huge. And I'm like, Toy Story, well, I have to play I have to get it. I have to. But then I'm like, you know what, I haven't finished one. I haven't finished two. I'm not worried right about those other ones. Like, uh, there's like a, a Game Boy Advance one, I think, or something. Or PSP. I don't know. These weird people out there keep telling me Crash and Yami's like, Oh, you have to play this one in this order with this. I'm like, you sound like me with Resident Evil. God damn it. out, chill out. So will I play Kid of Mars Radio yeah, one day, but no time soon? <laughs> uh, I'm can-
1: excited about the DLC. Just make sure yeah. it's not years in the making. Let's let's get this out <laughs> sooner than later. Like that's the running joke with this game like, oh, it only took ten plus, fourteen plus years to make. Like, let's just get this out here right away. Yeah, okay? No,
0: no promises. They should've just stayed quiet and then just like put it out there. Um. <laughs> free uh games with gold what the hell was i saying free games with gold you know what my docket even says here free games mike it says free games uh let me just let me just copy let me just delete that out real quick games with gold this month xbox one games with gold for march you have adventure time uh pirates of the help me mike help me i had Cresh help me the oh, other day uh um, i don't have enough all here. right adventure time pirates of the word that fixer can't say plants versus oh. zombies two uh, plants versus zombies garden warfare two and then the 360 side you have star wars republic commando and metal Sweet. Gear solid revengeance it's not metal gear solid it's just metal gear rising Revengeance. forget the solid i apologize um also march 7th uh you have so tomorrow you have just called four lego batman 2 and fallout 4 all coming to game pass you play Just Cause Four. You love Just Cause. Are you a little bit upset it's kind of in Game Pass because you could have because you could have got it for cheaper?
1: No, because it is some time after launch, right? This was this game released a while ago. It's not that fresh where it's like, oh man, I really missed out on that. Yeah. I think it's in like this first quarter. It might have been three months ago. It wasn't like it was like two weeks ago, a month right. ago. It's had some time to simmer down, and they saw that man people weren't really feeling this people weren't maybe buying it like we wanted to and i think it's the right move get more people's hands on it they showed like we talked about a couple of weeks ago of like xbox game pass leads to game sales and so it's not going to be on game pass forever eventually it's going to go off of game pass people can buy it at a discounted rate so this is the right move for them and it's such a fun game it's one of those games that people should play they should take the time so it's the right thing to do
0: yeah, I'm not gonna take the time or play. So I'm not good. I'm not gonna do that. Just not. Nah, nah. Anyway, that being said, oops. The Video version just got a uh, anthem video going up on YouTube. Sorry about that. Um, th- there's there's no emails, Mike. You can email him, my at gmail dot com. I apologize. There's no emails. I say I apologize, but it's your guys's fault. We haven't had no emails for three weeks, Mike. Tell him. You need to talk to him because I'm not doing it no more. Talk to him.
1: Hey, audio and video listeners out there, this is what I want you to do. On a Monday or Sunday while you're sitting in there having a good time playing games, why not draft up an email to myself and Fix, talk Xbox with us, ask us questions. Shucks, ask us about our lives and our gaming history. We want to take some of your emails, and I'm going to tell you right now, video listeners and audio listeners, I'm going to do a better job at saying, hey, we're about to record on Tuesday morning. Please send me in those questions via Twitch, Twitter, email, whatever, so we can really promote this, because I want to hear from you, the best friends out there.
0: I'm sick of it. I tell you what, we're playing good cop, bad cop right now. And I'm the bad cop. I'm sick of how you keep treating us and this podcast. We know you listen. I get the numbers every week. I know there's a healthy amount of you guys listening. How about you goddamn, emailing, email in, please? My Xbox me, podcast at gmail.com. Let's plug, plug, plug and get ourselves out of it, Mike. What you got?
1: What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Snowbike Mike, broadcasting hey, to Matt's you live on here. here on the My, My and Xbox Help. and Me podcast. Just want to give two shout-outs really quick. One, this Sunday, twitch.tv slash Snowbike Mike, we're going to host the first ever Apex Legends tournament for our weekly tournament series. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if you and your squad think you have what it takes, why not come on down on the Sunday because we're going to have our largest prize pool yet. Yeah, that's right. $210 oh. is up for grabs. Hundred. dollars Fifty going to the winning team, $60 going to the second-place team. That's $50 each for your squad if you win. That's $20 each for your squad if you come in second. Or you can divvy it out how you want. I don't know. If Fix was my team captain, i give him <laughs> all the money. <laughs> that, That's that, what's that, happening on Sunday. You'll hear this on Friday. You'll have time to sign up still. Secondly, what I want to promote next is... The my xbox and me and mc fixer merch you want to look cool you want to support fix you want to look dope step into your favorite pod out in the streets why not wear dope my xbox and me t-shirt did i order one of course i did was i mad that fix somehow took it off the website then put it back on for me of course i did but then i bought one
0: i didn't do that that isn't what happened (laughs) again i don't know what happened with it but it keeps it keeps doing it still It it takes things down and put i don't know what's going on thank you very much i was about to talk about the merch yeah so the official my xbox and me t-shirts are now out streamlabs.com mc fixer um you can buy a t-shirt it they they sell everywhere it's not english or anything like that Streamlabs does a great job of putting it everywhere mike sells his merch through there um so make sure you go pick up a snowboard mike t-shirt as well what warms my heart is and i've had it happen and i'm very fe- i'm very like happy about it is when you go to these conventions and events and uh Mr. Moody and Mrs. Moody were the first people I ever saw wear a Mike's Books and Me t-shirt. And for me, like to be able to walk into an event and see two people wearing your merchandise is amazing. Like it truly is. It's amazing. So I would what I want to happen personally is I want Mike to be going somewhere to one of these events, E3 or um, Wherever it is, he's at PAX West. I don't know where he's going. Wherever the, this Mike, this guy goes, the Halo event. And I want him to see someone in a My Xbox and Me shirt. And I just want that moment of being able to see it through the internet. I want that. Like, you're supporting Mike, you're supporting me, you support the podcast. Go buy yourself some dope merch. You know our logo is amazing. You have to admit it. There's one thing that's good about this podcast, and it sure as hell ain't the content. It's the goddamn logo. Haley spent about two seconds making that logo, and it's amazing. So please, streamlabs.com slash mcfixer, go buy yourself some merch. I would appreciate it. Also, patreon.com slash mcfixer is what keeps the lights on. Shout out to Patreon producer, again, Mike Lynch. Um, Again, all jokes aside, and I'm playing good cop, bad cop, mucking around. Thank you for the support. We have been doing this show for a long, 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 long time now. And, um... It's nice to still have people listening. Every week, people care about what we say. We get, I've got new people DMing me on Instagram. I've got people with DMing me on Twitter. And literally just showing love. So thank you for supporting me. Thank you for supporting Mike. The last one I want to leave off is Ross Miller. Wants to do one last show. So, we are going to work it in. And we're going to figure it out. And we are going to shoot one last My Xbox and Me episode with Ross. The Reddit podcast has ended. Mike. And people always ask me. Why didn't you join the reddit podcast? Cause I knew, I knew, didn't I? I knew we were gonna outlast them! I fucking knew it, didn't I? I was like, look, my Xbox and me, we started before them, we'll end it after them. I knew, and I knew that that Ross Miller, it couldn't be trusted. He was Scottish, and I knew, I just bloody knew he would leave everyone for dust. Not me, I'm still going, baby! I'm still going, and I went and got the best co-host of them all! Snow, bye, mother, Mike, Jesus! yeah thank you you know let's, let's do it uh, uh, yeah anyway thank you all for listening this week if you didn't understand any of that it's fine it's for the, lo- the long time listeners until then love you leave you see you all later goodbye